The American military launches a full-scale public attack on Tucker Carlson. Team Biden pushes a new era of big government on the back of lies about an endless pandemic. And the Grammys was uh, full of pornography. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't like big tech and the government spying on you? Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. All right, we'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, let's be real about this. You're paying way too much for your cell phone coverage. Okay, the reality is that when you go to get coverage, they will tell you that what you need is unlimited talk and unlimited text and unlimited data. But here's the thing. You don't actually need unlimited data because you're not going to use unlimited data because it is unlimited data. Instead, here is what you need. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data at 30 bucks a month. This is where Pure Talk USA comes in. By the way, if you go over on that six gigs of data, well, let me tell you, they're not going to charge you for it. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers. They are flocking to Pure Talk for the same coverage at a fraction of the price. That's right. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, switching to Pure Talk could save your family over $800 a year. That is a lot of money. And switching is super simple. Again, keep your phone, keep your number, get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. And right now, you get unlimited talk text, six gigs of data for just 30 Bucks a month. Go check them out right now from your cell phone. Dial pound 250. Say Ben Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month. That is pound 250. Say Ben Shapiro. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Again, you get unlimited talk text, six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. If you go over on data, they're not going to charge you for it. There's a reason. Pure Talk is the highest rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. Stop giving your money to those overpriced wireless carriers. Start saving money. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say Ben Shapiro. You will save 50% off your first month and hundreds of bucks over the course of the year for my friends over at Pure Talk USA. Okay, so the American military is now going to be rebuilt along woke lines, apparently. This is the way that we are going to do everything in America, right? Equity is the byword. Equity is the thing that is going to drive all Biden administration policy. And there are certain institutions in America that I think conservatives correctly felt were sort of biased toward conservatives. Among those institutions, business, which has been completely hijacked by the woke and now militarized against people who think differently. The military was one of them. The military was an institution that generally tends to vote conservative. It is filled by people who tend to be patriotic because you have to be pretty patriotic to sign up for a life of service in the American military. You tend to be pretty hawkish on foreign policy. This is one of the great polarities of the left always using the the so-called chicken hawk argument is that if somebody didn't serve in the military, they can't be hawkish on foreign policy. My response was, all right, if you want to poll the members of the American military and we will only use their votes, I have very little doubt about which way that is going to go. But now all of these institutions have, in fact, been taken over by the woke or at least cudgeled into submission by the woke. I don't think that the rank and file in the military agree with what the top brass are doing at the military right now. But that's of little consequence when the people at the top of the military have decided to mirror the priorities of the far left. The same thing is happening in police departments around America. Those police departments have been cudgeled into silence by left wing federal agencies, as well as by police chiefs who are hired by left wing mayors. And what that ends up doing is it ends up driving good people out of the police force. It ends up making the police force less efficient. Same thing in the military. So now the military, according to the left, the military is bad when it is used as an instrument of American foreign policy. It is good when it is used as an instrument of social engineering. So the American military is bad when it is used in Afghanistan or Iraq. At that point, American soldiers become just people who are dropping bombs on civilians, as Barack Obama once suggested about Afghanistan. But when the the American military is used as an instrument of instituting transgender policy, or when it is used as an instrument of forcing forward certain policies with regard to same-sex marriage, then it is a very good institution because it's under total government control. Well, now the American military has decided to apparently embrace the standards of political correctness 
and not just political correctness. They've decided that the top brass in the military are now going to focus their fire on public relations fights with journalists they don't like, which is quite astounding. Imagine if under President Trump, top members of the American military, having heard slanderous things about them for years from the left-wing media like MSNBC, had decided, you know what, one day we're just all going to go hard out after Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow says something about the military, and the entire military brass decides they're just going to go directly after Rachel Maddow. Now, cries of authoritarianism would have been deafening. The cries of fascism would have been deafening. Why is our civilian-controlled military speaking out as an independent body and suggesting that it should be in competition with members of the private sphere? And one of the great things about America is we do have civilian control of the military. The military does not control the military. The civilian branches of government control the military. And guess what? We all get to have opinions on how the military is used, whether or not we have served. And none of that, again, is a referendum on the bravery of the people serving. As I've said many times, I didn't have the bravery to serve. There are lots of people today who disagree with me, who have the bravery to serve. And I appreciate that, but it does not make their opinion significantly more valuable than mine, considering my vote counts the same as theirs. And depending on the issue, perhaps I've studied the issue. Perhaps I haven't studied the issue. It doesn't really matter. The bottom line is that civilian control of the military is one of the hallmarks of American democracy. And one of the other hallmarks of American democracy is that the military does not speak out as an independent body against members of the civilian sphere. In fact, it is a regulatory violation for members of the military to do this. They're allowed to have private-based opinions. They're not allowed to speak on behalf of the military in, members, in, in matters of public policy. So all of this began last week when Tucker did a segment talking about how Joe Biden had been out there bragging about how they have these brand new uniforms for pregnant women. And the general point that Tucker Carlson was making is the point of a military is to be efficient, is to break things and kill people, basically. that The, the job of the American military is to make America more secure and typically, when you're talking about the military, that is through the threat or use of violence. And top priority for a body that is designed to do this is not, in fact, the, the design of new uniforms for pregnant women. Like, that's all that's nice that they have designed for uniforms for pregnant women. But this isn't exactly like the bleeding edge of what you need from your military. If you're talking about what you need from your military, it is more firepower. It's excellent troop cohesion. It is a bill. It is high levels of efficiency in being able to threaten or to perform the act of breaking things and killing people, right? That's what the military is there to do or to preserve the peace with the threat of breaking things or killing people. And so Tucker says, you know what? If we're talking about top priorities in the military, the top priorities in the military ought not be the maternity leave policy for pregnant women. It's great they have that, but that is not top priority. And why you have top members of the administration touting that as like, this is the most amazing thing happening within the military, as opposed to here is a retrofit of all of the, all of the obsolete equipment that the military requires to be replaced, right? That should be top priority. If you're talking about maternity leave, then maybe you ought to look to, you know, some of the other federal agencies if you even want to do that. But using the military as an instrument of social engineering, or at least pretending that the top priority of the military is social engineering is bizarre and does not make us more competitive. And the world came down on Tucker. How dare he say this? He's sexist. It's terrible that he's suggesting all of this, right? How, how could he? And then, What's worse is that the military decides that they are going to get involved in this. This is the part where things get really wild. So according to the UK Independent, a top military official at US Space Command has hit out at Tucker Carlson's comments against women in the military, pointing out the host has never served a day in his life. Well, that is true about everybody. I mean, Joe Biden was not in the army. So the hell what? And Joe Biden, who's announcing the policy, was it? none of Joe Biden's press team was in the army. And what, what, what are we talking about here? None of those people were Marines. So the hell what? That's not relevant. There's not a single host on MSNBC so far as I'm aware who's performed military service. That's fine. They're entitled to their opinion and Tucker's entitled to his opinion. 
doesn't make your opinion any more or less valuable whether you've served in the military. Again, if only people who serve in the military were able to speak out on military matters, the military would not be doing the stuff that it's doing right now. Because I promise you, if you ask rank and file Americans who are in the military what they think about the woke policy now coming down from the top echelon to the military, they don't agree with it. They've never agreed with it, by the way. So there is a um, there's this guy from Spacecom who is um, who who now put out a a video. His name is Master Gunnery Sergeant Scott Stalker. He is the command senior enlisted leader at U.S. Space Command. And he put out this video ripping into Tucker Carlson. I understand some comments were made yesterday and I watched the clip that Mr. Carlson produced as he referred to pregnant women in the military. I'll remind everyone that his opinion, which he has a, a right to, is based off of actually zero days of service in the armed forces. Let's get back to work. Let's remember that those opinions were made by an individual who has never served a day in his life. Let's remember that's all about drama TV. God bless America. Semper Fidelis. Okay, I mean, that, that's an amazing statement. When he says that his, his opinion is based off zero days in the military, again, you want to pull the members of the military, Donald Trump would still be president. And you want to pull members of the military, I'm not sure a Republican would have lost since about 1976, maybe. Okay, but beyond that, the basic notion that the strength of the American military is pregnant women is not really true. You want to say that America is better off for having women in the military? There's an argument in favor of that for sure. If you want to argue that pregnant women are the strength of the military, that, of course, is very silly. Pregnant women are not the strength of the American military. Giving women the ability to take maternity leave may be a positive and worthwhile thing for purposes of retaining females in the military who have volunteered to serve. But that's not the same thing as saying that pregnant women are like the strength of the American military. That, of course, is incredibly silly. In fact, all of the army regulations are precisely the opposite. Army regulations say that at 20 weeks pregnant, a soldier is exempt from field duty. They say that weight standards are made irrelevant by pregnancy. Soldiers are not available for deployment during pregnancy if you're the mother of a newborn for four months after delivery until the soldier waves. Soldiers cannot be assigned to duties when they have nausea, easy exhaustion, sudden lightheadedness, if that'd be hazardous to a soldier or to others. That includes all aviation duty and classes. Okay, again, this is according to the Army regulations. This is not the, the brutal sexists over at Fox News or something. The Army has regulations that basically waive all standards when a woman is pregnant, as they should, because when a woman is pregnant, she is not nearly in the same physical condition as she would be otherwise. And by the way, on average, women are not in the same physical condition as men otherwise, because men have higher performance athletically than women do on average. Not always at the bell at the, at the tail of the bell curve for a woman is going to be above average for a man. But the tail of the bell curve for a man is way above the, the tail of the bell curve for a, for a woman. Again, the army regulations have significant restrictions on what women can and cannot do if they are pregnant. They're not permitted to paint, weld, solder, grind, sand on metal, wash parts, or perform other duties other duties where they are routinely exposed to carbon monoxide. Soldiers cannot participate in indoor weapons training. You can't wear individual body armor after 14 weeks being pregnant. Upon the diagnosis of pregnancy, a soldier is exempt from mandatory PT and from PT testing. At 20 weeks of pregnancy, a soldier is exempt from standing at parade rest or attention for longer than 15 minutes. At 28 weeks of pregnancy, a soldier must be provided a 15-minute rest period every two hours. A soldier's work week is not allowed to exceed 40 hours. A soldier can't work more than eight hours in any one day if they are pregnant. Okay, so for Tucker to say, yeah, you know, you're focusing a lot on what we do for soldiers who are pregnant. That is not the part where we strengthen the American military as a general policy. That is not wrong. What we should be focused on is, can we win wars? You know, honest to God, over the last week, we had a top general, Jack Keane, say, there is no guarantee that we would even win a war against China were we to fight it. In the last 10 years, right. 
sp different sponsors have run wars uh, on this very subject. The, the result is we lose. When I was on a congressional commission looking at the national defense strategy in 2018, we said this. If, if we entered in a war with China, the losses to personnel and high capital assets would be on a scale not seen since World War II. We would be challenged to win, and indeed, we could lose. Okay, well, if that is the concern, at a certain point, you know, you might want to actually worry about the state of the military rather than what sort of magical performance for political correctness purposes you are doing. And it was Joe Biden who decided that he was going to do a presser about female uniforms for pregnant soldiers. And so the point that Tucker was making is not wrong. If you're focused on the efficiency of the American military, again, fine to have soldiers who are pregnant in the military having uniforms. I think there's a little more question to be had about whether you ought to be admitting soldiers who are then going to be eligible for transition surgery at the cost of taxpayers. That seems bizarre to me, considering we have minimum standards of getting into the military that excludes people who have any sort of severe mental disorder. And by the way, anybody who even has depression. Right? But so you, you can't have depression, you, can get into the, you can't get in the military. If you, if you don't have depression, you can't get into the military. Uh, rather, if you have depression, you cannot get into the military. But if, you believe, if you're a man who believes you're a woman, you can get into the military and the military will then pay for your surgery. This seems like a bizarre military policy. But beyond that, like, even if that is the policy, that is where you're putting your chief focus. By the way, we are all doing this at the same time that, according to the UK Telegraph, the U.S. Army is now considering a reversal of its new gender-neutral physical test to instead include different evaluation categories for men and women. Research showed that the Army Combat Fitness Test, which is the same for male and female soldiers, was leading to lower results for women with a knock-on effect for promotions because it turns out that women and men are not physically the same. There are also studies that have been out for years suggesting that all-male combat units perform better than mixed units do. This is according to NPR 2015, a year-long Marine Corps study trying to understand how gender integration would affect combat readiness has found that all-male units were faster, more lethal, and able to evacuate casualties in less time. Okay, so pointing all of this out, that if you're looking for combat efficiency that's not the same as the standards that are purported to be pushed forward by the social engineers, Okay, none of that should be supremely controversial, but Tucker said it, so it's controversial. And not only is it controversial, you're going to get now hit by the military itself, which is crazy. Okay, that's the part that's really nuts. It's not that people are giving Tucker flack. These issues have long been in the public eye. The, the idea that the top levels of the military are now tweeting out woke talking point slogans against Tucker Carlson is nuts. It's the hijacking of an American institution that is required to be nonpartisan for partisan purposes. If it had happened under Trump, they'd be talking authoritarian, authoritarian fascism. It happens under Biden, and it's just considered fine and wonderful and good for the American military. First time the left is like the military in like decades. Incredible. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact that you don't really want to go to that auto parts store. I know you don't. You don't want to stand in line. And then you finally get to the front of the line, and they ask you very specific questions. And then... They order the part online and then you have to wait for weeks and then they upcharge you. Or, you know, you could just skip all of that and just do it online yourself at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Like say you happen to need, I don't know, off the top of my head, a Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey. That'll cost you like 354 bucks at a big chain store. That is the kind of thing you could get at Rock Auto for 217 bucks. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? The RockAuto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. 
Choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Head on over to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Shapiro in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Okay, so it wasn't just this guy over at Spacecom. It was also the Marine Corps Twitter. So Marine Corps Twitter actually targeted Trump specifically, uh, targeted Tucker specifically. Okay, they put out a tweet of a woman carrying a man over her shoulder and it said, what it looks like in today's armed forces, Tucker Carlson, get right before you get left, boomer. Hashtag women, hashtag we are Marines, hashtag Tucker Carlson, hashtag Fox News, hashtag Marines, hashtag currently serving, hashtag USMC women. Then they followed up. Somebody was like, you might want to focus more on defeating the Chinese than you're focusing on defeating Tucker Carlson. And they were like, when was the last time you signed up for service, boomer? Okay, so it's now become Taylor Lorenz is running the the Marine Twitter account, apparently. This is the way you really think you're going to draw people to the military, but it isn't about drawing people to the military. It's not about attractiveness to the military. You know how many people aren't going to sign up because of this woke crap? You know how many people I get letters from who are in the military asking whether they should re-up because of this woke crap? And I'm not sure, frankly, what to tell them because operating under these auspices is very difficult. In the same way that if you're a cop, I got, got lots of emails from cops asking, you know, my department has decided that they are basically cracking down on my ability to do my job. Should I re-up? I don't know the answer to that. Hey, what, what, this is not about making the military stronger. This is, of course, about weaponizing the military against political targets like Tucker Carlson and really weaponizing against an entire side of the political aisle. If you're the Chinese military, you have to be laughing at this point. Right? If you're America's enemies and you are seeing that the military is expending its resources, fighting with Tucker Carlson about the the whether it is worthwhile to your, your publicity to lead with pregnant women. Okay, not whether to have women in the military, but whether the, the most important thing the military can do right now is provide additional maternity leave to women. <laughs> and you're the Chinese military and you're looking at taking over the South China Sea. So you're like, wow, I, I feel like these people don't have their priorities in order at this point. And now for the media, the media love this kind of stuff. So the media who, who have despised the military for decades, they've always seen the military as, as bad and an instrument of American imperialism and colonialism. Well, now they're they're over the moon because what they think is that they think, first of all, a bunch of traditional minded Americans who love the military. Again, I promise you, conservatives, by poll statistics, love the military significantly more than members of the political left. No question. And if you ask the average conservative how many members of the military they know, the answer is going to be a lot higher than members of the traditional left. Okay, but the left seems to think that all the people in America who love the military are now going to turn on Tucker because they're members of the military tweeting out PC crap. Okay, but that, that is not what's going to happen here. But the, the media are super happy about it because they think that's what's going to happen here. There, anytime there is a major institution that is gutted by the woke and then taken over by the woke, the left are super happy about this. This is their thing. And particularly when it's militarized against their greatest enemies over at Fox News. So Brian Stelter, he is out there saying that, you know, Tucker is the new Trump. No, here's the thing. You guys need an enemy, right? Trump was your enemy because Trump said things you didn't like and because Trump boosted your ratings. The ratings at CNN have dropped precipitously since the election. It's true for virtually all the networks, but it's dropped actually much more precipitously for CNN than, for example, MSNBC. So Brian Stelter is saying, Tucker is the new Trump. No, you want to make Tucker the new Trump so you have something to cover. There are reporters who spend all day at CNN, like Media Matters gurus, just sitting there monitoring Fox for bad things that they can then put on the chirons at CNN. If you want to know what's happening on Fox, all you have to do is tune over at CNN and you will know what's happening on Fox. Here's Brian Stelter saying, Tucker is the new Trump. No, you need to make Tucker the new Trump because you have to have Trump. You have to have a Trump. And Tucker could be that. Bill Burr could be that. I could be, it depends on the week. 
Today, it's Tucker. Here's Brian Stelter going after Tucker. Tucker Carlson is the new Donald Trump. Tucker has taken Trump's place as a right wing leader, as an outrage generator, as a fire starter. And it's all happening on Fox, just like Trump's campaign did. I mean, think about all the ways these two men are similar. Every day, Carlson is throwing bombs, making online memes, offending millions of people, also delighting millions of others, tapping into white male rage and resentment, uh, stoking uh, distrust of big tech in the media, generally coarsening the discourse, never apologizing for anything, and setting the GOP's agenda. Okay, um, actually, you know who's setting the GOP's agenda? You guys. On the left, you're setting the GOP's agenda by being crazy. And then Tucker comments on your crazy, and then you say that it's Tucker's fault. This is the exact same thing they did with Trump. Don't make Tucker president, by the way. It's crazy. These people are nuts because what they are doing is they, they do a bad thing. And then if you comment on the bad thing, you commenting on the bad thing is the story. It's always Republicans pounce. It's always Tucker pounces or Shapiro pounces. Or look at this outrageous thing that these right wingers are saying in response to us doing a crazy thing. Right? We ban a book and then the right goes, we don't like banning books. Like, look at these polarizing, terrible people talking about banning books. Why aren't they focused on policy? And then you pass a $2 trillion package. We're like, yeah, that's a bad policy. That looks terrible. And like, how dare you criticize our policy? You're the one who are starting the fire. No, I'm sorry. Just like Trump, I said over and over and over, Trump was not the murderer of American politics. He was the coroner. He arrived on the scene and the body was already cold. The same thing is happening with Tucker. He arrives on the scene. There's a story generated by Joe Biden. It's meant to generate a story. Tucker Carlson covers it. And then they lose their minds because this is what they need to do. Because everything is a search and destroy mission. Tucker is an effective communicator. He must be destroyed. This is why you have April Ryan appearing on national TV to talk about how Tucker's entertainment is deadly. On CNN, it's deadly. Okay, it's not just she disagrees. It is, it's going to get people killed. This is inhumane what he's doing. And we know a judge um, had to rule over Tucker Carlson when his attorney talked about him. He's not a news reporter. He's an entertainer. Entertainer. This entertainment value of Tucker Carlson is deadly. And Fox News should be ashamed of it because people's right. lives are in jeopardy. We, we saw the threats that came into reality on January 6th because yeah. a brew, a poisonous witch's brew was stirred by Tucker Carlson and others over there. Okay, and, th and this is the real goal, is to get rid of your opposition. You build up your opposition so that you can tear it down. That's the actual goal there. Okay, in just one second, we'll get to more of this. First, let us talk about the fact that you are spending an awful lot of time with media these days. You're watching TV or you're listening to shows like this one. You need a great pair of wireless earbuds because we are not living in 2007. It is now 2021. You need wireless earbuds. Whether you're catching up on your favorite news podcast or binging an audiobook or powering through your workout with a pumped up playlist, a pair of Raycons in your ears can make all the difference. No dangling wires, no stems to get in your way. Raycons come in a range of stylish colors, always with that comfortable in-ear fit for a more discreet look. Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime with water and sweat-resistant construction and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly. They've got enough battery life for six hours of playtime, which means you can unplug from that TV for quite a while. The best part, Raycon makes great sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of other premium audio brands. Right now, Raycon is offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. Here's what you have to do to go get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Ben. Again, that is buyraycon.com slash Ben. You get 15% off your entire Raycon order. So feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That is 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Ben. Again, that's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Ben. Okay, so the culture wars do matter because the culture wars are, in, in essence, political wars. The Democrats have turned every single thing political, so much so that even some members of the traditional left are looking at them cross-eyed and going, this is insane. You guys have lost it. 
Okay, and, and as the left pushes further and further, because they think that they now have the ability to walk over America, they believe that they can just, they've grabbed the power in these institutional strongholds and they're just going to bulldoze America. They're going to generate an outsized amount of blowback. I'm not sure that they are aware of this or maybe they just don't care. Maybe they think they can just steamroll the, the, the blowback, but I think that's going to be trouble for them. Hey, Sarah Silverman, over the weekend, Sarah Silverman is about as far left as is possible to be. Campaign for Bernie Sanders, wildly anti-Trump, but Sarah Silverman happens to be a comedian. And because she's a comedian, she has been canceled several times for quote-unquote bad old jokes. So over the weekend, she said, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired of the Democratic Party, which has bought into all of this stuff. I don't think that Sarah Silverman speaks for no one. I think she speaks for an awful lot of people here. Here's Sarah Silverman saying, unbelievably enough, an intelligent thing. It's the absolutist-ness of the party I am in. That is such a turnoff to me. It's so f***ing elitist. <laughs> you know, for something called progressive, it allows for zero progress. It's all or nothing. No steps toward all or f***ing nothing. Again, righteousness porn. And she is right about this. And this is what the left pushes every single day because they need a target every single day. See, when you have a roving mob on the internet waiting for the target, then you need a target. It used to be that mobs had to mobilize around usually a terrible purpose. Right? Everybody would come home from work and then they would see something bad happen and then they would mob and do something awful and evil. Now you have a roving mob on the internet that just spends all day on the internet. And so the only question is around what drop of blood are they going to congregate? You put a drop of blood in the water and then they all just swarm. And it's pretty obvious what kind of culture they're attempting to build here. It's a culture of censorious righteousness porn, as she says, that actually tolerates actual porn, right? <laughs> you have to understand that what they're acting in defense of is not a, a counterculture. What they're acting in defense of is an anti-culture that tears away all traditional standards. And so anybody who is a defender of any element of traditional standards, up to and including your individual right to offend, that must be torn down too. It is important that anything that smacks of the old ways, and the old ways is not just, you know, two-parent household, the, the white picket fence, and the two, two-and-a-half kids. It's not just that. The old ways include your ability to offend anyone. If you offend anyone, then this means that you must be cast out into the outer, into the outer realms. You have to be wished into the cornfield. This is why the Grammys, right? It, it's, it's, it's hard to square, right? When you, when you watched any of the Grammys last night, which I don't know who did. The ratings probably were garbage. But when you watch the Grammys, which is made for blue check marks on Twitter, there were two competing visions that were really at odds. One was Bill Burr said a thing, and the thing was unwoke. And this means that Bill Burr is bad, and he must trend, and he is canceled because we must never allow anything like what Bill Burr said to be said ever again, not in a public space, guys. Bill Burr has to be stopped. He's a comedian, and he violated our sense of propriety. He, our Puritanism, the new Puritans are great with porn and very bad with political dissidents. And if you disagree with them, then, that, then you must be burned at the stake. But if you want to simulate lesbian sex acts on stage in front of millions of people, then it, not only is that good, that is wonderful for our culture. Right, so Bill Burr, he gets up and he makes a joke because why the hell? And he's right. He, he's, he was there to introduce the best Latino or Latina artist or something. And Bill Burr's like, why am I doing this? I'm like, a, I'm a white guy. You can see all the feminists out there already complaining about it. Here's what Bill Burr had to say. And then he trended for this. Was I the only one who wanted to kill himself during that piano solo? <laughs> uh, 
I bought a suit for this. I thought I was going to be on TV. I'm such a moron. I am losing so much money right now. And the winner, uh, the Grammy goes to Natalia Lafourcade. <laughs> Dude, you, oh, I will, oh, sorry. I will accept on behalf of her. If I butchered her name, I'm sorry. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are like going nuts? So how, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? Okay, and people on the woke left were like, it's true. Why is that white male doing all this Latino stuff and then commenting on it? How dare he laughing about butchering people's names? How dare he? Right, this is where the Puritanism comes out because our cultural Puritans can never allow Bill Burr to make a joke about his own inability to pronounce Latino names. You can never, sorry, Latinx names, right? You can never make a joke about that is witch burning stuff, right? He must be, he must be burned. Bill Burr is a bad man because he is cis and he's white. Where the H comes before the W, white, right? He is a very, very bad man. But you know what is great for our culture? What is great for our culture is Harry Styles wore a boa because he was doing a bad David Bowie impersonation from, 1980, from 1983. And, and then what is also fantastic, fantastic for our culture is extraordinarily graphic simulated lesbian sex acts on stage for the brand new artist of the year, Megan The Stallion, her given name. Her parents decided that she, her middle name had to be The, not with one E, which would make sense. She'd be Megan The Stallion. Megan The Stallion, you are The Stallion. Hey, not just shit, you are. Megan V, the B, a stallion. Hey, so she and uh, Cardi B simulated like full-on pornographic acts. And, and this has been the shtick for a while, right? I mean, going all the way back to Madonna. Let's not pretend this is anything new. The simulated sex acts on stage at the Grammys has been quite a thing for several decades. But this was, I will say, uniquely graphic, right? So here was a little bit of what happened at the Grammys. Remember, our new Puritans are great with, with porn and infecting the culture with debauched behavior. They are fantastic with this, right? They're the same people who will say that WAP is an empire, a deeply empowering feminist song because nothing says empowerment quite like rapping about the moisture state of your genitals for the pleasure of men to consume your actual content. That, 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 that is feminisming up the wazoo. Tremendous levels of feminisming. That is great for our culture. But if I ran the zoo has to go, guys. If I ran the zoo is deeply dangerous for your kids. If your kids read about the island of Mazurka with a bird called the Yurka, your kids will be ruined for life, deeply disturbed for life. But if you give your kid puberty blockers at the age of five so they can decide their gender at the age of 13, and if you infuse the culture with a bunch of warm Dover softcore pornography on the Grammys and then call it high culture, that's not bad for the culture. That's good for the culture. This is like Shakespeare. It's amazing. Now, listen, I'm not sure that there is a deep connection between the quality of art that a culture produces and the morality of the culture. German culture produced some wonderful highs. But I will say this. I've yet to see a culture that produces low art and pretends that it is high art that is worthwhile, right? That, that is not a thing that... It, so just because a culture produces high art doesn't mean the culture is good. But just because a culture produces low art and that becomes the height of art, that's a pretty good indicator that you have a culture in decline. This is a culture in decline right here. Hey, And people cheering. Then a woman dancing uh, inside of a of a a box in which cash is being blown at her. This is high culture, guys. This is the height of our culture. So if I ran the zoo, very bad for your kids. Don't no no. If I ran the zoo, Huck Finn, terrible for your children. Mark Twain has to go. Shakespeare is sexist. Shakespeare is racist. Shakespeare is old fashioned. Our new culture, however, has amazing things like this, like showing 
on major national television in the evening time, full on simulated lesbian pornography. Well done, everyone. Like just, I feel our culture is in great hands. And by the way, if you make a joke about it, you ought to be canceled. If you make a joke about it, then we ought to go after your advertisers and get you fired. I'm sorry, but this new puritanism is not going to stand because it is garbage. It is not even puritanism on behalf of some purported higher consonants with the universe or something. It is not like I'm trying to get in touch with deeper values. I'm trying to get in touch with my God, and I can't do that while, while these people are dissenting. That's bad enough, right? Theocracy is bad. But this is just theocracy on behalf of pagan garbage. Okay, this is theocracy on behalf of pornography, which is a very weird form of theocracy. It is just paganism. And that pagan culture will brook no dissent. Everyone must be ruined. And if you cross the woke pagan culture, then you must be destroyed. This is going to generate an awful lot of backlash. Okay, we'll get to more of the destruction of our culture because it, it is a thing. Okay, it does matter. We'll get to more of that in just one second. First, we have been talking about it for a week now. This is where it gets really exciting here at Daily Wire because this Friday, March 19th, is the premiere of Candace, Daily Wire's new talk show hosted by conservative lightning rod Candace Owens. It's no secret Candace has ruffled some feathers along her career. I would not be surprised to see Candace in another fight with Cardi B this week because that's what Candace does. Now you're going to see Candace like never before in her new show. Candace shows her personal side to her guests and her live audience while she tackles the big political and cultural topics of the week with her signature blend of humor and insight. Don't forget, Candace starts this Friday, March 19th, and it will be exclusive to Daily Wire. If you aren't a member yet, go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code Candace for 25% off. That's dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code Candace for 25% off. So much exciting stuff going on at Daily Wire. If you're not a member, you're really missing out. My brand new series, Debunked. This week, we debunked many of the transgender myths on Debunked. You're going to want to subscribe for that. You want to subscribe so that you can have access to Run, Hide, Fight. You want to subscribe so that when Gina Carano's new movie comes out, you have access to that. Plus, we have all access, right? You can hang out with each of our hosts. So much good stuff happening for subscribers right now. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code Candace for 25% off. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. I mean, there has to be a limit to this, right? But we're not going to reach that limit for quite a while. Remember, I've been reporting to you, thanks to producers Savvy and Jessica, I've been on top from the beginning of this Bachelor controversy in which Chris Harrison got himself into super giant hot water. Why? For the great sin of defending a Bachelor contestant named Rachel Kirkconnell because a few years ago, she went to some sort of antebellum-themed costume party. And because it was an antebellum-themed costume party, this meant that they were neglecting the evil sins of of slavery. Now, again, slavery, the great evil of, of American history, no question. Also, wearing a floofy dress from 1850 does not mean that you are, in fact, a fan of slavery. That's an absurdity. It's like saying that because you dressed up as George Washington for Halloween one year, you were a fan of slavery. Like this is, I'm sorry, no. It is true that people who dress like that held slaves. It is also true that people dress up as people throughout history who have been in cultures that held slaves. In fact, if you pick any culture prior to about 1600, chances are there was slavery in that culture. Okay, but beyond that, he didn't even defend the behavior of Chris Harrison. He just said, maybe you should grant her some grace. Maybe she didn't know that this was offensive. Maybe you should just leave her alone and not mob her. Maybe you shouldn't go after her parents and their voting record. And you know who else said this? The other person who said this was the guy she was dating at the time who happened to be The Bachelor. She won, right? She ended up being The Bachelorette. Harrison then did an ill-advised interview with a woke former Bachelorette. And during that interview, he said that she needed to have a little grace. 
right? He said, we all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion. I've seen some of the stuff online, this judge jury executioner thing where parents are just tearing this girl's life apart and diving into like her parents' voting record. It's unbelievably alarming to watch this. He was then issued, he was forced to issue an apology and then a second apology. But now it turns out that Chris Harrison will no longer be actually hosting the show at all. That is after he did another one of these mewling interviews, the Good Morning America, in which he announced he was taking drastic steps to save his job, including lessons with a race educator. He was going to get the woke re-education, and that still wasn't enough. His job is still gone. Show producers announced that he was being permanently replaced, at least as host of The Bachelorette, the female version of the show. The outlet reported... Chris Harrison will not host the next season of The Bachelorette for the first time in the history of the franchise, which began as a guilty pleasure when it debuted in 2002. We are dedicated to improving the BIPOC representation of our crew, including among the executive producer ranks, said Warner and ABC. These are important steps in effecting fundamental change so that our franchise is a celebration of love that is reflective of our world. Yes, nothing says a reflection of love, quite like forcing somebody to lose his job for suggesting that perhaps you should have grace for other human beings. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, does it make sense? That a single company controls 90% of all internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between you and your online activity and the people who exploit that online activity. That's why I use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, their software hides your IP address. This is something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. ExpressVPN does all of that without slowing your connection. What I like most about ExpressVPN, it's really easy to use. Download that app on your computer or phone, tap one button, you are now protected. So Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Ben. Get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Ben right now to learn more. The backlash when this comes is going to be significant. And then, of course, when there is a backlash, it will be attributed to racism and sexism and brutality and homophobia and all the rest. Because that's the way our stupid culture works. The way, that, the way that all of this works is that the left does something extreme and extraordinary while mainstreaming a bunch of fringe behavior. And then when you protest, they say it's because you're a bad person. Americans are going to stand for this up to the point where they don't stand for it anymore. And when the backlash comes, it is going to be incredibly strong. But good news, before the backlash comes, the Democrats are going to take advantage of the fact that they have the commanding heights of all of our institutions and the government to ram through everything they could possibly want. And in order to do that, they also have to prolong the crisis that they believe we are in with regard to COVID. Now, let's make this clear. We are not in a crisis anymore with regard to COVID. ICUs around the country are threatened nowhere. There's not a single place in the United States where ICUs are under threat of being overwhelmed. There are still a lot of COVID patients that are coming in. They tend to be mainly younger and less severe because a huge percentage of the elderly in America's elderly states, places like Florida, are already vaccinated. The vaccines are going out at an extraordinary rate. We're doing about 2 million shots a day. This crisis is drawing to an end. But in order to ram through massive government policy, the left has to pretend that the crisis is never going to end. And they're already starting to morph this, right? So they're already starting to say, well, it's no longer a COVID crisis. Now there's the possibility that climate change will be the big problem, right? This is how you have Chuck Todd saying, you know what? Sure, this pandemic might be coming to an end, but we need more government spending and we need to build back better because, you know, there could be more pandemics in the future because of climate change. Remember, before this, the, the suggestion was we needed to overthrow 
the structure of the American economy because of climate change and income inequality. Then it turned out that actually the best possible response to income change, income inequality, and climate change, it turns out, is actually more capitalism in a lot of circumstances, not less capitalism. But the left is pushing that as the crisis. Now this crisis appears to be winning. So Chuck Todd is saying, you know what? We'll have more pandemics because of climate change. So maybe we should continue doing this stuff. You know, when you think about, sadly, having to prepare for this again, right? And I know there's a lot of folks who who think that, you know, due to climate change and due to the globalization in general, it's inevitable we're going to deal with more and more viruses like this. Um, the biggest lesson you're, you're going to take away to prepare for the next one. Okay, it's... um. The, the desire to prolong the crisis is obvious. And, and Captain Crisis here is uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the second greatest doctor in America after Dr. Joe Biden, who, if you have a heart attack, will immediately diagnose you with a community college degree. Dr. Fauci was on with Chuck Todd, and uh, he was explaining that, you know what? We're just going to continue this. We're going to continue to pretend that this crisis is a crisis. He says, I can't tell you when we can schedule weddings indoors. He can't. I can. You know when you can schedule a wedding indoors? Right now. And if people don't want to show, they don't have to show. You can schedule a wedding indoors right now. And if you're vaccinated, you don't have to worry about it. The CDC standards say that if you are vaccinated and you are in contact with a person who is positive for COVID-19, you do not even have to quarantine, which means that they are not worried that you're going to pass along the disease. By the way, that's what the studies show from Israel. They show that the rates of transmission for people who have already been vaccinated and have the antibodies are extremely low. If you're vaccinated and if, you, and if you've had the opportunity to get a vaccine and you are not vaccinated, at that point, that one's on you. I can tell you right now when people are going to start rescheduling weddings indoors. And the answer is over the course of the next month and a half. By the time that we, it is already mid-March, by the time we hit the beginning of, of April, there are going to be people starting to schedule weddings. And by the time we hit the beginning of May, there will be full-scale indoor weddings. But here is Fauci saying, I can't tell you when to schedule a wedding indoors. Maybe never. Maybe never. Guess what? No, this is still a free republic, supposedly. We are not going to listen to you just because... 40 years ago, you were appointed the head of a government agency. I will say, the, the amount of respect the media have for Fauci is not matched in any sense by the amount of respect that people in private sector medicine have for Dr. Fauci. It is not a thing. Okay, here is Dr. Fauci saying that basically, you know, he'll give you permission when you can go back to having weddings. When can people plan an indoor wedding? You know, that's a, that's a good question. And I think that's going to be within a reasonable period of time. This you notice year? what the CDC is doing? They gave, uh, excuse me, I didn't hear what this you said. This calendar year? What, what time of the year? I, you know, I, I can't give you that exact date because it's going to absolutely depend. And this right. gets back to our, our conversation a minute or two ago. It's going to depend on the level of infection in community. Okay, so he can't tell you. Also, he says there will be a degree of normality by the summer. What degree? He can't tell you. Our, our scientific establishment has been corrupted by politics. We, we talked about the military being corrupted by politics. Our culture has been completely destroyed by politics. And we also now have the scientific community destroyed by politics. It, it is incredible to me that we spent a year suggesting that Trump was tearing the heart out of the scientific community while he was allowing Fauci to go on TV and spout whatever Fauci wanted to say. And yet the Biden administration is clearly and obviously and openly changing CDC standards to match their political priors. And the entire media is like, oh, well, I guess they're following the science. No, it is the opposite. Here's Anthony Fauci saying, well, we'll have a degree of normality by the summer. No, we're not going to have a degree of normality by the summer. We are going to have normality by the summer, period, end of story. There are two issues, getting enough doses, which we will have with the new contracts 
with the pharmaceutical companies. But once you get those doses, to get it into people's arms. And that's the reason why when the president said by the 4th of July, we'll, be, we'll believe strongly yeah. that if we do all these things, we'll reach a certain degree of normality by then. And then well into the summer, we'll get even better and better towards normal. It's amazing how he turned toward the positive tack, by the way, as soon as this giant useless and counterproductive stimulus act passed. Okay, that thing is replete with pork. And we all know the actual priorities here. Again, prolong the crisis so that you can continue to force forward all sorts of insane spending. Here's Nancy Pelosi talking about the bailout to unions. So there's a $90 billion bailout to private sector unions in this thing. They'd signed bad contracts with their companies. Their pension funds were running out of money because they were predicated on false promises. And now... You, the taxpayer, you get to pick up the check for that. So Nancy Pelosi says the bailout to the unions was about the children and also their grandparents and also their grandparents. In other words, yes, we are just paying off our chief constituencies and we're pretending it's about the crisis, but it ain't. Here's Nancy Pelosi. I've always said that the three most important issues facing the Congress are our children, our children, our children, their health, their education, the economic security of their families, including the pension security for their grandparents and an environment in which they can thrive safely, world at peace in which they can reach their fulfillment. Well, the first three of those, their health, their education, and the economic security of their families was very much affected by the Biden American Rescue Plan. Again, they're just going to keep talking this thing up. Plus, you know what's coming on the other end, what Democrats really want, which is higher taxes. That's what Democrats really want. And the great lie they will tell you is that they're going to not raise taxes on anybody except the super wealthy. The super wealthy can't pay for all this. No one can pay, can pay for all this. You could confiscate every dollar of wealth from the top 1% in America and redistribute it today, and it would not dent America's national debt. It would not dent the kind of spending that we are doing right now. Here's Nancy Pelosi openly embracing the idea of raising taxes down the line. Again, there are going to be consequences for the spending binge that we have all decided to go along with here. I'm glad that we have decided as a culture that the giant gaping hole in our hearts left as a result of the death of religion and community can be filled with puritanical wokeness, ridiculous hedonism on TV and government stimmy checks, but it can't. It ain't going to cure anything. All that's going to come on the other end is pain, including increases in taxes for people in the middle. I love how people want to have European styles of living, but without having to pay European taxes if you earn over 60 grand a year. Here's Nancy Pelosi. You signal Friday that major infrastructure legislation is coming next. That's going to require new taxes. Can you keep Democrats united behind a proposal like that and attract any Republican support? Well, we'll see. I mean, the... Uh, but it is going to take new taxes, right? You say fiscally sound. Well, we'll see. There's some some fees that spring from certain uh, uh, harbor ta- maintenance tax credits, this, that. We'll see. It, I think that some of it uh, uh, needs to be... We'll, we'll look at everything. Oh, yeah, they will look at everything. And the bottom line is this. There's a piece in the New York Times today about the era of Bill Clinton being over. And that's right. The era of Bill Clinton is over because Bill Clinton was a Democrat who embraced the basic notion that the era of big government was over. The era of big government is back. It sucked in the 60s. It's going to be even worse now. At least in the 60s, there's an argument to be made that you were trying to rectify deep and abiding American imbalances. At this point, all you're attempting to do is cram down a socialistic version of big government in which government and corporations work hand in hand to destroy your freedoms and to restrict competition in favor of some sort of bizarre version of utopia in which you're not allowed to speak freely and the government hands you a check. That is the direction in which we're moving. All righty. We'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out the Michael Moles Show on today's episode. Michael will be talking about the possibility of Meghan Markle running for office. Quick note there, by the way, I predicted that a year ago. I said in January 2020 that Meghan Markle wanted to run for president. 
And now they're talking about that. So I have to stop joking things into reality. It's really a problem. That episode is available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. A military leader attacks a conservative journalist for suggesting that maybe pregnant women don't make the best soldiers. Tom Cotton turns a libs racial attack against her. And a leftist comedian rips the Democrat Party. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.